three, four. Me and my friends do sinister things And that's because we're cynical beings And we're living in a house And we're chilling upstairs And we're doing a podcast Impaired Welcome back everyone to the Impaired Upstairs podcast With Ryan, Brady, and Cody How's it going? I want to talk about investments Let's talk about investments Investments? We're yeah. talking about investments? So what do you have investments in? Um, I'm not currently invested in anything, but, um, how's Hoge going? Hoge is, uh, you know, there's some big advancements coming out with Hoge. Okay. Uh, soon. We're pushing out to, um, more, more investors. We're doing more advertisements and, uh, yeah. Okay. You can still buy Ethereum while you're ahead. You're still, you're still diamond hands right now? Oh, yeah. I, I have not sold a single penny off of Hoge. Okay. Mm. Um, and so you're predicting that Hoge is going to take off pretty soon? I think it's either going to take off or it's not, and I'm not going to be too sad about it. All right. Well, for those of you who are just listening in and have no idea what Hoge is, um, it is... Cryptocurrency. It's the uh, first deflationary coin uh, on the market, which means that every time there is a purchase or a sale of Hogecoin, 2% is uh, taken out of that um, out of that transaction. Transaction. Yep. 1% is burned and it goes away forever. Like uh, for instance, if you were to spend a dollar and they took a penny and they threw it in the garbage uh, and 1% is distributed to every other uh, Hoge holder, everyone else that holds a piece of the coin. Yeah, gotcha. So it's kind of like socialist. In a way. <laughs> in a way. In a way. Do they produce more of it every year like the other big no. cryptocurrencies do? No. It's it's, it's uh, capped. It, they have they start out with a trillion or something like um, that, but then they burned half of it right off the bat. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty crazy because so you start off with 500 billion and you're never going to get more of it. So that seems like it kind of makes sense that, you know, after the uh, crazy like spike and drop and whatnot, it should theoretically continue to go up because there's only going to be less and less and less of it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's just going to get divided among fewer people. Yeah. Yeah. And is there what's the long term sustainability like? I mean, uh, I don't see it being uh, any less sustainable than any other type of coin as long as um, more investors get into it. Gotcha. Because yeah. you can you can always buy a fraction of a coin. You don't have to own one coin. Right, the full coin. Right. right. Yeah, and so... And what is the price per coin right now? Uh, uh, it's it's point zero 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 zero. One six? One four. One four. So it's about like point oh one five cents or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. No point zero 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 one five cents. Cents or dollars? Cents. Oh okay. Isn't that the same thing? No, what? Wait. Is one cent the same as a dollar? You just take some zeros out. Okay, moving on. Um, but, but, but you can buy a lot of it for not a lot of money. Oh, right. Point zero 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 one five dollars. Right. Yes. So point zero one five cents. 
Yes. Oh my gosh, this is a nightmare. If I'm counting zeros correctly, then you're correct. Uh, Ryan, do you have any investments? Yeah, um, it's kind of funny. I I definitely got into the whole investing thing uh, pretty recently, and like kind of passed the like the hype spike mm-hmm. uh, that happened pretty recently with GameStop. Um, I don't own GameStop, which uh, it's probably a probably a good thing because there's really no there's no like an it, it, there's no upside for the company really other than people investing in it. Um, but, uh, I, I have a few, I actually just sold a bunch of the stocks that I own to buy more Ethereum. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's been kind of popping off recently. Yeah. Like half of my, of my portfolio is Ethereum and it's, um, that's what I'm comfortable with. It's, uh, I I can see it has to do with, what is that called? It's like a something link, something, um, no idea. It's, uh, that's all right. It's hard to explain, but. Um, from from my research, it has like a pretty strong upside, and with with ETFs becoming more, ETFs or NFTs. Uh, excuse me, NFT. Yeah. ETFs is a, is a totally different thing. Yeah, that's electronic fund. You, you're, yeah, transfer of funds, right? Yes. So that's yeah. like if you're changing like NFT. from one bank to a different bank. Yeah. yeah. Not an not an ETF. Um, an yeah. NFT, a non a non. Fungible, fungible token. token. Yeah. How do you guys feel about NFTs? Because I feel like they're kind of, I don't know. It seems like I, I wouldn't put my money in NFTs, but, you know. No, it's it's kind of a strange, like, I don't I don't know how to explain it exactly. But what I do know I don't is think that anyone are, really does. People are buying into it, and it goes through Ethereum. Oh, okay. Um, and, and it's becoming more and more popular, and so I bought more Ethereum. Gotcha. That's pretty much my whole theory behind it. Well, oh, yeah. I, I'm I'm making an investment in dirt. Um, yes, dirt is always a good investment. It's actually always a great investment. Yeah, yeah. really. They I don't make any more of it. Right. Yeah. So I'm hoping that uh, inflation doesn't start to like catch up to me, and then I get like massively in trouble because then no one can afford the dirt. You know, yeah. So that's like we. I I've heard that we're kind of in a bubble right now. I mean, okay, somebody just bought we, a sixteen hundred square foot house for six hundred grand right near us, which is like outrageous. Yeah. Yes, yeah, like totally insane. Um, but you know, it, I it's got um, a water view and a mountain view. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You can't beat that. Um, so we'll see how that goes. That's my investment. And then, uh, the very the, first thing that they're doing is putting up a fence cause they're right on a main road. <laughs> Makes yeah. A lot of sense. Yeah. I would do that too. Yeah. Um, probably will do that once I get everything built up and yeah. whatnot. Um, so yeah, investing in that. And then also in this podcast, kind of, um, your time, right. And yeah, money. Yeah. So I think in a lot of ways, investing yourself can investing in yourself can be one of the best investments you can make. Um, as long as you are a good investment, you know, like as long as your time, as long as your time is worth, um, what you're buying into, you know, exactly. And if you, if you see benefits down the road, right. Yeah. That will, they'll pay you back for your initial investment plus dividends. Right. Yeah. You got to get that. You got to get that profit. You know, you can't just have all investment and no return. You got to get a return eventually. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I like to uh, <clears throat> like to invest in little things that I carry with me throughout the day that become useful. Yeah, like high okay. quality, just like high quality items yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, pens, knives, oh, things like that. Interesting. You got to have them, um, especially if you get into like what I've noticed is some of the tools that you have 
are top notch. Yeah. Uh, even for for my work, I went out and I bought the um, most expensive and like uh, the best Lippmann stethoscope. And then I put uh, an echo electronic amplifier on it. Oh, wow. So I uh, like to tell people, yeah, I can hear a patient's soul. <laughs> <laughs> I, you had I a pretty, can, pretty maxed out stethoscope there. I can hear their deepest and darkest secrets. <laughs> well, yeah, so that stethoscope actually like electronically amplifies the sound, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. It's is it like ten decibels or something like that? It's pretty. It's pretty impressive. It's it's really loud and it's wonderful when I'm in the back of the ambulance because it also uh, I don't know it it like isolates the noise as well. Oh okay. Um, so like can't it's like almost noise canceling or something? Yeah, in a way. Yeah. So it's it's really easy to hear when we're going over bumps, uh, hearing the heart or or uh, lung sounds just makes it much nicer yeah and the ambulance company requires you to provide that no they they have really cheap uh kind of not not very good ones and i like having really good things that i carry with me exactly uh and i find myself listening to lung sounds and heart sounds and um more now that i have this Mm -hmm. 600 dollar piece of hardware across like around my neck all the time right you're like it it kind of uh entices you to want to use it more yeah because, yeah <laughs> <laughs> right you've invested in it so you're like i better get my money's worth right which yeah. is better for patient care all right yeah. never miss a murmur <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't want to be missing those yeah no. uh so yeah. that sounds like a pretty expensive thing to get into the yeah, whole, with, the, with the microphone amplifier type thing. The amplifier itself, I think, was I want to say a little more than three hundred bucks. Oh man! And then wow, the uh, the stethoscope that I got—it's a uh, the Master Cardiology five, I think, Ooh. or six, which is a few hundred bucks itself. So. Top shelf. Yeah, Th- there's yeah. a um. There's actually something I just bought recently for the business and another thing that I have to buy that I'm putting off as long as I physically can. Um, it's a special, it's a really, really small, it's like the size of a pen. Uh, it's a little grinder for like getting into really, really super tiny spots and grinding materials, um, which I really, really need. I've ran into like a lot of situations where I needed it and didn't have it and I kind of had mm. to make do with, oh, yeah. with another tool. And um, it's, they're made in, they're made in, Tennessee is where the company makes them. You're the only ten I see. Oh, I know. Aww. I appreciate it. You are too. Um, they're they're like super high quality. Wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> and, yeah. Hey. Go back. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were talking about this grinder. <laughs> yes, we were talking about a grinder. That's what we were talking about. And it's like the size of a pen, and it's like five hundred dollars. Wow! It's, yeah. Okay. It sounds like kind kind of like a Dremel tool. It's it's it... very very much like a Dremel tool. Okay. It's uh, the only difference is that it runs off of uh, its own motor, so it has like a flex cable, and there's little and it's a ninety degree. Oh. Uh, so that's, so it's uh, that's it, awesome. It, pencils off or it, it angles off it's a pencil grinder but it, it goes to 90 degrees so that's where they have to make like really tiny gears and it gets expensive yeah sure and i guess it's expensive enough to justify 500 dollars. it's like yeah. a fancy fancy watches you know like i guess so. it's kind of your only those, option like, though it's really like, cool little gears in there that like probably cost 
watches are crazy. Have you seen like uh, there was like a Joe Rogan uh, <laughs> snippet where this guy was talking about really expensive watches mm, nope. and, and why people spend that much money on them. Mm. And he was showing these watches that are like they're incredibly expensive, but mm-hmm. when you they're like, wow, why would you pay several, several, several thousand dollars for a watch or way more? Yeah, tens of thousands, tens of thousands, potentially potentially more. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, and then he starts explaining it, and he's like, okay, well that's incredible engineering. Like these watches that they will hold, they're mechanical, and as long as they're moving, they will hold time within a second for like a thousand years. Yeah, wow. yeah. Just because they're so tightly tolerance and really well made. Right. And what I've heard is that people will spend what they have. Like if they can afford right. something, they they will spend to that level. Uh, so you know, yeah, I, I'm pretty comfortable with with my spending habits. Um, but other people may not, or other people might be buying instead of an eighty dollar pen, they'll buy a three thousand dollar pen mm-hmm. and and be perfectly fine. With you're that. you're way ahead of everyone else if you can spend money that you actually have. Yeah, that's oh that yeah, is, that's, that's wow, that's, that's true. true. Statistically, here uh, if you can if you have money and you're not in debt. Right. Um. Yeah. Then you're ahead. <laughs> you're ahead. Of the, you're ahead of the pack. <laughs> That's true. But but that being said, like sometimes it's really good to like go into debt. Yes. You know, debt like, could potentially be a great leverage for making more money. Yeah. Exactly. Like very so, very frequently. Right. And so it you know if you, as long as you're using that money responsibly and it's not like a credit card situation where you're, you're using your credit card to buy like something superfluous you know you don't really need right and something that's not going to make you money in the long run you know like uh i don't know get a pair of shoes or something you know like the value of those shoes isn't going to increase it's just going to continually decrease exactly Um, unless they're the pair of shoes that you they're your only pair of shoes and you need them to go to work Right. Then right. you don't really, really need them. Yeah, but and even then, there's a difference between buying, like, a solid $50 pair, fifty pair of shoes and then, like, a $200 pair of shoes. Oh, yeah. You know, there's the law of diminishing returns. And so a $50 pair of shoes probably isn't going to be that much worse than a $200 pair of shoes. I'd beg to differ. Well, <laughs> okay. Explain. I, okay, I, I think that uh, if... If I can wear a two hundred dollar pair of boots, Lamborghinis really, Lamborghinis, Chevrolets uh, <laughs> for, for yeah. four years, but a fifty dollar pair of boots would only last me a year. Then I would say it would be more worth it to get the more expensive pair. Right. I, yeah. But what I'm saying is, I doubt that that fifty dollar pair is gonna last. You know. I mean, I, I it depends. Uh, yeah. It depends yeah, on. What kind? Yeah. Anyway, footwear is kind of a tricky topic to to nail down like diminishing returns to because, uh, like the boots that I wear when they were new they were like four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But I've had them since like before high school. I yeah love a good pair of boots. I oh really man, do. boots are boots are where it's at. Yeah. What are those ones that you have? Those really lightweight ones. Uh, the Danner Tachyons. Mm. Oh my Tachyon. goodness, they're like a sneaker, but they're a boot. They go up the ankle. They don't offer all too much uh, ankle support, but mm-hmm. for like for work, I need boots. Uh, but I'm also on my feet all day, and I'm not out hiking uh, while I'm at work. So I wanted something lightweight and something that I can be on my feet all day and um, 
keep going. D- don't those boots kind of mimic the ones that you have in the military? No, so that's oh, the okay, um, the Danner Reckonings. Oh, okay. And I have a pair in the military, which are not standard issue. Oh. Um, but they're they're one of the only types in the Marine Corps that you are allowed to to wear, and they have a stamped Eagle Globe and Anchor on them. Wow, that's really cool. So yeah, that's what makes them like able to wear in the Marine Corps. Other gotcha. other services are are different in the way that they handle boots, but in the Marine Corps they have to have an EGA on them, Eagle Globe and Anchor. Uh, and the Reckonings are definitely the best, lightweight, most comfortable. Uh, in the military, they're they're not the most durable, but they are the most lightweight, and and comfortable. So even if you're buying more pairs over a course of a long time, it it pays to have them for the other features that they have to give up durability for. Right. So I I do have a pair of uh, Dana Reckonings in the civilian black version, uh, and they are they're. A little more heavyweight than the the military version because the military version is is a suede. Oh, uh, ooh! Don't yeah. you step on my blue suede shoes <laughs> or black my tan, tan tan suede, suede shoes oh, my for, bad. <laughs> uh, for the Marine Corps? But with the civilian version, they're a little bit heavier weight and they're very very durable. I've had them for years and they just keep on trucking. Right on. Yeah, and it seems like investing in a good pair of shoes could save you medical bills down the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, chiropractor type, you know. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big believer in, in um chiropractics. Boots. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh good. <laughs> uh, uh, good chiropractice is, is a that's a debated subject yeah, on that's, its credibility actually. That's controversial. It's, yes. A good pair of boots is uh from the literature that I've read, it seems like chiropractic is good for lower back problems. So, like, if you actually have a lower back problem, then chiropractic can be better than placebo for that. Um, but the other things that some chiropractors claim to do, like, uh, you know, he- healing your headaches, I don't, you know, I don't know yeah. about that. I don't know about that. It can kind of it can kind of get a little stretched. Yeah. Yeah. And and then okay. Who we need to talk about the concept of the placebo because oh, yeah. I don't we'll, know if that's We'll get a, to that. We'll get to a, that. That's a good one. Okay, okay. I'll uh, wait. I'll wait. <laughs> All right. So, another thing that I like to have on me uh that I carry every day is pens and pencils. I like high quality pens and pencils big fan of them i love writing with them they make me want to write more with them Uh, my daily carry is a rotring 800 plus mechanical pencil in 0.5 millimeter lead it's um they were originally uh developed in germany and then explains the name explains the name it it literally translates into red ring and every oh yeah every writing utensil uh, that they make has this like signature red ring on it. That's true. It's real. They're really pretty. Yeah, they're, like yeah, very they're... pretty pens and pencils. Um. So so I have the 800 plus mechanical pencil in 0.5 millimeter lead, and mm-hmm. I also have a Rotring 800 ballpoint pen, um, which I I also use every single day. Oh really? Is that what you use to like write up patient reports and whatnot? Uh, not not reports, but vitals. Oh, okay. Uh, 
just take out my notepad and my pen and write them down. But I very rarely will hand them to a medic. I also carry a cheap pen with me. That's the <laughs> throwaway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so if, if someone says, hey, do you have a pen? Uh, yeah, here. You can use this one. <laughs> Honestly, I'm the worst about that. Like Give, Giving a pen back? Yeah, it's terrible. I feel really bad. But at work, I'm always like, oh, shoot, I forgot a pen. Hey, can I borrow one? Luckily, yeah. we've got, like, you know, pens just laying around because it's... I'm sure that's within the budget. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm the worst about that. And then I don't know where they end up because I am still... I still only have, like, three. But yeah, I, don't yeah. know. I don't know. I'm horrible with, like pens and sharpies because i use sharpies for the stuff that i do with engines all the time oh yeah like all of the time and at one point my buddy he got me like he's i don't know if he's it was elliot actually um i don't know if he stole them from <laughs> oh man he, 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 let's he, not put it in so certain of terms he borrowed some sharpie he borrowed like 20 sharpies that's and, a um, lot yeah and he was like <laughs> he, i did something for him and he's like here's like here's this care package so he gave me like a bunch of random stuff and a bunch of sharpies and now they're oh, all gone yeah. this is like oh, two months no. ago <laughs> okay well <laughs> i'm just really bad with them <laughs> well i'm i'm uh hopefully well i am gonna replace my my 800 plus uh pencil and my 800 pen for a new pen that i just ordered and it's on its way oh. it's the rotring 600 three in one black ballpoint pen red ballpoint pen and mechanical pencil. How? Whoa. All in How? the same. There's I, only two ends of a pen. They're, <laughs> they are a limited edition, and I really cannot wait until it gets here. So Explain okay. how that oh, works. Okay. I don't know. It's German engineering. I'm I'm waiting for it. There well, th- are there like two Ryan pen do, ends. Do you remember those pens from back in like elementary I know what you're school? talking about. They're yeah. like a starfish. Uh huh. And they've got like five different colors on them. There's like a blue and a red and a black yeah. and a so it's like a highlighter thing. It's, yeah, it's similar, I think. Okay, but instead of being like separate clickers on it, mm-hmm. it's one clicker Whoa. and it like rote you rotate it. Oh, so, that makes that makes okay. sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I am very interested myself to see uh, how it turns out. Uh, people on the pens subreddit mm-hmm. that i am subscribed to <laughs> of course uh, uh have been talking very highly of it and it is a a limited edition uh i found it on ebay i think they were only released in japan uh or or they had like most of their releases in japan so they're, you're importing this from japan yeah so they're really <laughs> he just blows JDM through pen. that he just blows through that <laughs> so they're, they're uh these rotrings are really big in japan they were I said originally manufactured in Germany, but they moved their their manufacturing over to Japan, and there there wasn't that big of a decrease in uh, quality. But well, yeah, they're I mean, able to uh, manufacture a, a lot higher capa- num- yeah. yeah capacity number of of uh, these pens. It seems like Japan prides themselves on their quality of craftsmanship. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yes, totally. Like that that seems like something that they're really into, you know. Yeah. I mean, I drive a Japanese car and yeah. I love it. Yeah. What yeah. I've always found with Japanese equipment versus any other uh, country of origin of equipment is that all and I work on a like a lot of, a, a lot of Japanese equipment of like different varieties, but they really they can really balance quality 
and also not over engineering. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Simplicity and quality and serviceability, they can they've always seemed to balance really well. Whereas other manufacturers or other countries of origin are like like American stuff is usually really clunky mm-hmm. and like hard to break, but not very refined, I guess. Right. Yeah. And then German stuff is is or a lot of European stuff is like ultra refined, over engineered. Yeah. Right. Japan is like a good middle ground. Yeah, I think like American made is generally like the the kind of the best you can get for the money, but it's also that it lacks a certain finesse to it. A great, that's a great way to put yeah. it. And then, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like within the car market, if you look at the, the most horsepower per dollar you can get, it's like the Hellcat um, and then I think a GT500 mm-hmm. and then a 370Z. Oh yeah, yeah. It's pretty like it's pretty. I guess impressive. yeah. 370s and 350s are awesome for like power, power for money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's that's talking strictly about like new vehicles. You can get used vehicles that have you know similar horsepower per dollar as a Z, but or better. But um, yeah, and uh, on the new market, it's like it's up there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, hmm. <laughs> Just throw it out there. Yeah. So uh, another really, really good piece of American engineering is the SR-71 Blackbird. Oh. Yes, it is. The insane uh, fighter jet from the Cold War era. Yeah. Like early to mid-60s, they engineered it. Yeah. Only, Only slightly ahead of its time. It is insane. Like, that's... It goes like up into space, essentially. Right? It does. It is. It, yeah. Essentially, it goes out of the atmosphere, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. And then, and then, it's just so fast. One, it's very fast. And one of the like incredible things about the engineering that goes into it is the heat proofing, because when you are going that fast, the like the air friction. Oh yeah. It gets the outside of the the plane to several several hundred degrees. Right. And uh, like. Uh, I was watching some kind of documentary on that on that plane, and the pilots would be like, "Yeah, it gets so like, like, ungodly hot. Yeah, like it, worse than you can imagine. So 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 hot, and you have to focus and and do your mission." The the Cold War was so good for uh, like technological advancements. Yeah, it's- when you have competition, and there's like there's a goal with your competition and you to win and right, not be wiped yeah. out. <laughs> Wait. We had to get to space first. Exactly. And it's it's a really good incentive for engineering to just go through the roof. And things for things to hap- happen that are like way, way ahead of their time. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, we didn't get to space first. Well, we got to the moon first. Yeah, we did get to the moon first. So uh, bless us for that. But we got to Mars first. We... Oh, the Mars rover. Yeah. Is that... Yeah, okay. Not a yeah. human. But, no, not uh, yet. We're working on that. Take us there soon. Mr. Musk is uh, hard at work on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't Amazon have some sort of like space stuff that they're working on now? <laughs> I, I, I Probably. I, I read a headline about that. They're like trying to get in that space, but w- we'll see. Wouldn't that be such a dystopian future? It's like you're you're on your way to uh, <laughs> to Mars on your your Tesla Model <laughs> Omega. <laughs> Omega. Yeah. There you uh, go. And 
it says like there's screens on the on the walls and they say this flight is brought to you by Amazon. <laughs> well, I don't I think I think if you're on a Tesla, it probably wouldn't be brought to you by Amazon, but I get I get well, the sentiment. I, they'd I be like paid for or they'd be paying for it or sponsored by Amazon. Yeah, sponsored oh, by Amazon. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So like a SpaceX uh Amazon collab. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Like instead of music collabs in the future we're just going to have you know massive col- conglomerate collabs and yeah, uh, they're gonna rule the world. Yeah, you know? yeah. Y'all read 1984? Not Never. <laughs> you haven't read 1984. No, I've read so 1984. You know, you know what I was surprised to learn? Like, you guys know a little bit about 1984. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I, re- I read a senior. Or I mean, I, I somehow I think I read it. I mean, as I long, skimmed through it. As long as we're talking about the Cold War and whatnot. Um. So apparently, George Orwell was actually a socialist. Which is kind oh, of oh really yeah which is surprising like because for now, the subject matter of 1984 right that is surprising there's actually little hints in 1984 men maybe they're not super they're not exactly hints but um like everything is actually owned by corporations like yeah like 1984 is more about how like capitalism will essentially like rule everything but. I, it, people have taken it more about authoritarianism um, and about yeah. how authoritarianism is like really bad. Um, and so, yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. Like um, I listened to it and I was like, whoa, like, okay, it's not exactly how it's been portrayed um, just because of the way it's been politicized and all that. Um, but, but yeah, it's definitely worth reading. It's definitely worth reading. The future worries me. I feel like we should just go back to living in dirt huts. You know, I think people have always said that, though. Really? That's fair. That's yeah. Fair. No, people probably have not when they were that. living in dirt huts. They're yes. Like, no. Like, I could use some cell phones right now. No, when when they were living in dirt huts, they said we should go back to living in caves. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, if you look at like back to the Greeks, even the Greeks said like, ah, oh, my generation is the best generation and this, right. this next generation is all lascivious and they're just, they're just terrible. And like, they don't know. They, they're so, so outrageous. It is a tale as old as time. Yeah. Exactly. Recurring cycle. Yeah. Yes. And, but I think part of that is just like, as you mature, you see the, like the flaws of your, what you were doing when you were younger. And then you're, you forget about the things that you were doing when you were younger as you get older and you're like, you know, oh, those, they're so awful. I can't believe they're doing all this stuff, you know? And then, yeah. Right. It's like this, this blind judgment that you, that people make. It's just human nature to make it too. Or maybe we are just getting progressively worse with every generation. You know, we could be, but <laughs> I don't know. No, I, <laughs> it's hard to even answer that because it's all in perspective. That's right. true. And generations are just getting smarter and smarter like all the time. Right. We have way more access to information. Like technical um. intelligence. Right. Because smart, like, it, it's hard to... Um, Wisdom versus intelligence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is changing, but intelligence is increasing. Yeah. Mm. This is getting deep. <laughs> uh, what? What was it that? Actually, you know what? Let, let's get back to that. Um, Cold War. Let's let's do drink of the week. All right. We'll well, yeah, get we into can't it. forget that. Yeah. So the drink of the week we have the Alaskan 
Alaskan. Smash? Alaskan Smash Galaxy, Galaxy Double IPA, single malt and single hop. And what is the ABV on that one? 8.5. Woo! That's like that's Night, that's nighttime. Yeah. 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 That's uh that's impressive. It's even more than like a uh uh, Elysian Space Dust, you know, that's yeah. kind of like my, that's kind of like your baseline. Yeah, well, that's my baseline for like a high ABV. You know, I feel like yeah, it, they get the point across. Right, exactly. Once you get into Space Dust levels, that's like okay, you know, you're you're looking at like you only need one of them really before you you start to feel it. But with this guy, it's like, wow, one of them is, you know, yeah, so you're the, really starting to feel it. Smash Galaxy. And, you know, we were we were at Safeway and we were looking through, you know, what would be what would be good to to showcase on the podcast tonight? We got to do something something new. Uh, and I really like IPAs. Mhm. And I Which like, hold on, hold on. That hasn't always been your preference, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like, what was your, what was, what, what did you initially like? Ciders. Ciders, yeah. And then you kind of, uh, I feel like you went towards like maybe stouts a little bit. No, 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 no. no, no oh, no, never no. stouts. Okay. No, never a stout. Okay. And then how did you get into IPAs? Like, what, what was the one? Do you remember? <clears throat> Elysian Space Dust. Really? That was the oh, one yeah. for you as well. That was. That's funny. And what about it? Um, I think the bitterness and, so and the good. citrus taste. You just can't it, argue okay. with it. It really, it really is just such a a unique flavor, mm-hmm. and uh, it's approachable for sure. Yeah. I mean, compared to like, like it's definitely a very characteristic IPA. But it is in our showcase for tonight. Tonight no, is no, no. the Alaskan Smash Galaxy, and we were at the store, and I said, you know what? I like IPAs, and I really like pictures of galaxies. Ooh, uh, yeah. and this. IPA can has a picture of you want to know what a galaxy mm. on it, and I am a real sucker for the graphics on cans, anything, anything, <laughs> anything. Books, I'll judge by uh, I'll judge a book by its cover. You know, you kind of gotta. So many out there. You yeah. Have to. Yeah. Trying yeah. to trying to pick out fancy hipster beers at a store is so hard because it's so <laughs> visual. Like, yeah. It's like, wow, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, that oh, that one's got a big monster. On. But you know what? Yeah. In all honesty, I think it kind of it tells you more about what the company is, and like you make. Yeah. I think to a large, a large degree, we make determinations more on like the company. Yeah. And like so. like the ethos of the company, and then you decide whether or not to support the company. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, which is interesting because so like the Alaskan, um. If you look at other Alaskan beers, they're a lot more centered around, like... Yeah. Not the galaxy. Hard to explain. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, they're, like, outdoorsy. Very and much, like, very, um, like, well, if you've ever been to Alaska, it's, like, Alaska aesthetics. Yeah, I feel like there's fish jumping off the can. Yep. And, like, mountains and yeah. rivers. Bodies of water and mountains in yeah, the body of probably water. probably, like, a moose in there or something. Have you guys Maybe ever, big have you ever been to Alaska? I probably no. asked you that. Never no, have. Yeah. Well, when was the last time you were out of the state? Out of the state was November. I shortly drove. Wait, no. I, I A couple of weeks ago, I was almost in Oregon, but I don't. No, I did cross the border temporarily because the border is just the river, right? So yep. for a Columbia. very yeah for a very short t- 
time I crossed the border into Oregon and then I was back into Washington. But, um, yeah, the last time I was outside of like the Pacific Northwest was probably when Cody was in boot camp and we went down to visit him, I think. California? Yeah. Yeah. In San Diego. Yep. MCRD San Diego. Yeah, let's not talk about that. No, let's not. Uh, <laughs> so, so, Smash Galaxy, really multi, really hoppy, and high APV. It's great. Yeah, Wonder check it out. Yeah. Check it out. And uh, I believe we also have a band of the week. We always, we, we're getting into it, you know. I think we're starting to get into our rhythm, and I'm, I'm digging it. The so. band of the week is. Yes. Daughters. Daughters. Ooh, yeah. You won't get what you want. Yeah. Spooky music, dude. It really, that album, You Won't Get What You Want, Mm -hmm. is a horror movie in song form. Oh, yeah. It really is. Yeah, that's how how I've always described it. It has the ups and the downs. It's, It's got the, not really jump scares, but. Almost. You know, that. It's just got a very like pulsing backdrop to the whole all of the songs. Yeah, that's very like uh, industrial. It is very industrial. Very industrial and um, just like frightening. It gives you anxiety. I think. Yeah, I I agree with. I you can't. I, if if I'm like alone in a room and it's dark and I'm listening to that, it's like which I highly recommend doing. Right. Right, you have to, yeah, you have to be in a certain frame of mind to do that. Just to you know be clear, like if you're like trying to have a fun time, then I wouldn't do that. But if you're trying to like feel emotion, then definitely do that because it will make you feel emotion. You know, yeah, yeah. It's not something you listen to like gardening on a sunny day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, I mean, okay, so I have it on a playlist, um, and it's not. I I find myself skipping the songs more often than I listen to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um but that doesn't mean it's not worth listening to. You just have to like be in the mood to listen to it's it. It's just not consumable know? at that moment. Right, exactly. It's one of those it's one consumable is a very good word for it. It's like like at uh seven AM you aren't gonna be like, Oh yeah, I want cake right now. Well, hopefully. Uh yeah, <laughs> like the band or the band or the food? The, the, the food. food, the food. Uh, the speaking, food. I mean, I do love, I love the band Cake. I could always listen to Cake. Yeah, but. yeah. The clock well, has never stopped me having you know, Cake. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not eating, not eating ice cream at seven a.m. Right. You know, it's just one of the, it's just one of those things where you got to be in the right mood for it. But what if a, you are in the right mood for it, then it's yeah. gonna have an impact on you. It's yeah. like, it's like, it's, you know, there's movies like that too, where y- you know you you're in for an experience more than just like leisure. Exactly. There are certain movies that are really, really enjoyable in the right setting, but you don't want to like have a date night to it kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) So daughters go check them out. Uh, it's, it's very kind of experimental. Um, yeah, I I would say. Do they have any previous work? They do. Yeah, there's a couple albums out there. And they have um, an album that they released more recently, but it's nothing like that other album. Um, it's much different, right? Um, and, and they're they're really doing their own thing, mm-hmm. uh, and which I think it's great, right? Yeah, and it's new sounds, it's awesome. You know, you know how I first came across that album was Anthony Fantano. 
Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Melonhead. Yeah. Um, and so the needle drop, he uh he introduced me to that album and I don't really listen to him anymore. I got a little He's really ranty and kind of negative and like He can be. <laughs> Sometimes his politics makes their way into his videos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I found is that very often his politics were making his the hit though their way into his videos and I was like, "Okay, like you know, I don't really care what your politics are. Like, I can handle a couple videos of, like, your politics. But eventually when your videos start being more about politics than music. Yeah, I want to I watch. You know, I want to I enjoy content without politics. I don't care what the politics are. I, I, yeah. I right. want to enjoy. It's creative. incredible how it can sour something so quick. Yeah. Where it normally yeah. would be, like, enjoyable media. Right. And it can just sour it. It just... It, will totally turn you off to it. And I think that's becoming more and more and more prevalent. And that's, uh, I think, I hope that we'll see a backlash to that sooner than later where, like, people will not want their, they'll just start, like, all right, if if there's politics, I'm not going to listen to it because, yeah. Yeah, it would um, be but, nice if, if they just didn't, if politics just wasn't brought up as often. Right, exactly. But right now it seems like it's kind of enveloped every facet of our lives and that's kind of i think it's destructive really because it is right it it creates a position where we can't have anything to bond over like it, it there for a long time there were things like uh sports and music and other cultural aspects that we could kind of bond over that weren't overtly political like maybe they had political themes but they didn't like like they weren't actively making comments about um, representatives and whatnot, but yeah, more and more too heavy handed right now. Yeah. Yeah. More and more. It just seems like it's uh, being overtly brought up. And, And, you know, I I really think that's how the younger generation is, is uh, becoming right. Millennials really got into the uh, political sort of cancel culture, and uh, my way or the highway type type of thing. And this th- that kind of goes for both sides, you know. Like, like I'm not like I think that um, there are millenn- conservative millennials are also yeah very 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 opinionated. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so it's not like like they've both decided that well we can't be friends if we are from opposing political... Yeah, I think that Gen Z is uh, a turnaround from that because they see yeah. uh, they see the millennials that are like that. And right. Like, I, I don't want to be like that. That's cringe. Dab. Yeah. And I think... <laughs> <laughs> Epic gamer moment. <laughs> and, and Gen Z is also, like, had the experience of being able to talk to people of different political views and it's yeah. just it's just a little bit more like that's a great point yeah it, it, there's just it's like a different communication barrier um for people that are older than anyone who was like a technology native that right. was born into it yeah and i i wonder if that i don't know i don't know it's it's really we can't solve the world's issues in this podcast but we can sure try though yeah, yeah. yeah. we can talk about it <laughs> <laughs> upstairs and impaired but that's not the end of the podcast no yeah we're still here and let's do a plug right now uh if you want to contact us if you if you have any opinions on the show whatsoever we don't care let us know go to impairedupstairs.com Go to the contact us page, leave us a message. 
Uh, or you can email us directly at info at impairedupstairs.com. We are on Instagram at impairedupstairs. We are on Twitter and Snapchat at impairedupstrs, which uh, means stairs. But really? unfortunately, Snapchat and Twitter have a character limit to the, uh, 15, the, the username character. that you can use. Yeah. So, so. so at impairedupstairs. STRS. Check us out. And you know, seriously, like, message us and we will respond. Please just tell us what you think. Please. And uh, Ryan. Yes, sir. Since we don't have a guest on the podcast tonight, why don't we just plug your business Instagram? Oh, yeah. If you guys would like to. We haven't yeah. we haven't done that yet. You know what? Would would you talk about your business Instagram really quick? Just oh, a, man. Just every, a every, bit. What I've noticed is every time we try to bring the business thing up, I'm always like, hey, let's talk about something else. Yeah. So um, you're waiting for be... more, waiting for more traction to happen. So there's like a little bit more to talk about. But there's a little bit to talk about right now. Thank you. Please talk um, about it. We'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, so, so the business Instagram is at MPI built. M P I B U I L T. Awesome. And uh, it's for my business that I just recently made into a legal tax paying entity. Um, lots of engine work. Uh, it's pretty yeah. cool stuff. And and you're getting contacted from like international people. Oh yeah. Um, well, in this particular niche market that I've been dealing with, which is uh, chainsaws, which uh, it's like it's like a weird thing. Like I, I'm like yeah, I, I work on chainsaws. I build chainsaws. People are like, well, who would like who would actually pay good money for that? And the answer is, I'm backed up for like four months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's I have, crazy. I have insanely stressful amounts of of a backlog um and thanks social media i wouldn't be in that position without social media yeah so it's really that's um that's the good side of the double-edged sword of social media is that it's a great advertising agent Mm -hmm. uh but no i've in particular I, i do a lot of work with like modifying engines and chainsaw engines like making chainsaws go faster is super sweet kind of cash cow right now yeah that's your bread and butter it's my bread and butter big time and no with with social media i've had people contact me from germany which is really weird like yeah. three guys from germany i had to turn them all down because i don't ship international right now and it would be obscene amounts of money to do so right like obscene amounts of money and it's only a chainsaw you can only spend so much money on it but um yeah lots and lots lots of lots of people from canada uh, mostly Germany, I think one guy was from Sweden, and then a few guys from Canada, and the rest of it's pretty much in the contiguous United States. Wow. Yeah. That's one guy was from though. Hawaii, which I don't know how that's going to work. It's probably going to be expensive to ship. Yeah. And what are they chopping down in Hawaii? Palm trees? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yes. It's like, and this guy wants me to build like a larger, like a like a ninety cc saw, like a like a timber falling saw. Huh. And I'm like, okay, I guess yeah. they got, I guess they got huh. big palm trees out there. I, I think they have. Uh, there are like forested parts. Trees, yeah. yeah, there are forested parts of Hawaii. Do you ever get worried that you're gonna have like a like a Texas chainsaw murderer type of guy contact you, and then you're gonna have like MPI hey, built? They're, they're, oh my uh, gosh. Then... it's so funny you say that. They, <laughs> they are for art only, right? Oh, that's what I was gonna get to. So they are for because they are a modified product from a different manufacturer. Mm. After I'm done with them. And the customer receives it; they are not allowed to run it. Oh, really? It's a, it's for display purposes only. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's that... how you have to word it. 
no, that is how, what, it is how it is. <laughs> that is what it is, exactly. Yeah. But that's how you have to word it. Um, another reason for that, too, is because you could possibly be breaking an EPA compliance. Oh, and yeah. And at the same time, it's a tiny, it's one little chainsaw engine that uses a tiny, tiny bit of fuel. Um, when, it, like, there are cars on the road that are burning oil and polluting the environment way, way more than this one particular thing. If you're a Subi owner, you should feel attacked. That was an attack to, to Subaru owners and um, and Honda H22 owners because those always, like, puke bunches of oil out, <laughs> um, among other things. Yeah, I know. But, I got I got a buddy with an old truck, and he's got to put a quart of oil in it, like, every week or something. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. If it's leaking oil, that means there's oil in it. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah wait, speaking of that, um, not to get too off topic, yeah. but do you want to explain what a runaway diesel is oh my gosh let's let's get to that let's get that yeah i want to keep on i want to keep on uh mpi which is more precision industries more precision industries m-o-o-r-e m-o-o-r-e which is kind of a nice like play on words right yeah it's kind of a funny last name to have because you can it's it's fun to like use in a business name it's like more blah 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 and and it kind of fits nicely uh, so what are we talking about? MPI so, or runaway diesel? Yeah, MPI. So uh, we got to wrap it up real quick. So um, if you want to go check it out, which please do, at MPI Built is the Instagram. That's the Instagram, that's, that's and, the, and then I have a website. It's mpibuilt.com. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, go, go right. check out go check out the the website as well. There's nothing really on it right now. It's it's mostly it mostly just links my my personal email. So people can get a hold of me, which has worked pretty well. I've had a few people get a hold of me just through email. But maybe soon, um, when it becomes a little more situated, you guys can stop by my storefront shop that I should have pretty soon here. And Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you got to get some testimonials up on that website. You know, get people like telling you how great you are and like throw it up. There. Oh, yeah. I just, yeah. Lo- I just love hearing that. It just strokes my ego. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's good and um things things are developing in a good way. I'm just trying to kind of get to where I can do more work and not be so like wrapped up with other things that I don't want to be wrapped up with. But perfect. Unlike this podcast. Well, this podcast is a great like getaway from <laughs> right. the stresses. It's <laughs> It's so good. And you're a hard worker for everyone out there listening. You're a really hard worker. You said you got to wake up at like 5.30 tomorrow. Yeah, that's just tomorrow though. Actually, I usually, I'm kind of a night owl. Like I really, Mm. really love staying up late and working. Gotcha. Um, Until you get to the point where you're tired, then you start to like your abilities are hindered. Yeah. But I'm I'm naturally like a night owl. So I I actually get up at kind of a unreasonable hour sometimes. I recently heard that the night owl gene is actually a thing and that people Hmm. who uh, get up early for early shifts uh, tend to have lower work performance. Really? Interesting. So it uh, it uh, apparently is important to work within the limits of your um, genes. Well, wow. that's interesting because sometimes I'll stay up like really, really like past midnight and then I'm, you know, I'm I need eight hours of sleep. Some guys mm. can get away. I need eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's um, for, for like the way that my brain operates, I guess. If I get any less than eight hours, I kind of like, I'm not as good as I can be. Any more than that, I, it's like, I don't need any more than eight, but I need eight. So if I go to bed like past midnight and I get up at like nine in the morning, which yeah. to a lot of people that's like, oh my gosh, you're like, you slept in. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, I did. But at the same time, if I'm working from, 
10 a.m. to midnight, that's a 14-hour day. Right. And, like, every single day. Right. So, um, as, uh, here's a, here's a Elon Musk quote. If you, if you work twice as many hours as your peers, you should get, you should get twice as much done unless you're doing something wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, that's, that's my theory, I guess. I just, I don't know. I just work like all the time. I have to, I have to do it. And that is right. The doing something wrong thing I think is an important caveat because you got to work smart too you know you can't just like exactly you can't just like be out there digging a ditch all day for no reason you might work be working really hard digging that ditch but it's not doing a whole lot of people a lot of good <laughs> exactly know? yeah yeah you have to use um you have to use tools and um forms of leverage to your to your advantage or else you aren't going to get ahead um there are certain times where like a big holdback for me sometimes is spending money because i would rather not but mm. you are often so far ahead if you just spend the money and like let's say get the nicer tool or yeah. or pay someone to help you do something or pay for a service that you think you can do yourself. Right. It becomes yeah, a pride that's... thing. Right. And I have to keep like teaching myself that it's like, okay, well I spent all day or I spent a chunk of the day doing this and I could have brought it to this place in town and had it done for a hundred dollars. Right. So what would I have made if I wasn't doing that for those handful of hours doing what I'm actually good at and what's profitable. So, and that brings us back to investing in yourself because in a way, like if your time is worth more than that hundred dollars, then that's what you got to do. Yeah. Your, your money ahead to, um, to just, and, and also, you're supporting other businesses, which is good for the economy as a whole. Yeah, right. It I, brings bring a rising tide raises all boats. Yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful quote. Mm-hmm. I love it. I um, I just this is an interesting like caveat on that. I just recently there's a guy in the same industry that I'm in with like chainsaws, and he, um, I won't name his name, I guess, but anyone who like Silas would immediately know who I'm talking about, mm-hmm. or anyone that's like mm-hmm. in the scene, I guess. Um, and he has like a huge aftermarket parts company and he produces like all these different aftermarket parts for chainsaws. And he contacted me. He's like, Hey, at first I was like, yeah, like I want to do my own stuff. Like I'll make my own parts. Oh, And yeah. then I, like, it was like a pride thing. Yeah. And then he contacted me and he's like, Hey, like I can make you this all, like this wholesale offer on these, mm-hmm. on these parts. And then you can, then you can like, you know, we, we all benefit from it. Right. And I was like, eh, but then if you think about it, it's just, it's, everyone's ahead by doing it. Right. And that's just part of business and doing good business. Um, another big thing is, uh, this is a, this is a Napoleon Hill quote and it's, uh, you should not engage in any transaction or business that does not place value into the hands of all it involves. Mm. So if you overcharge someone or if you undercharge someone, you're not doing good business. Um, you have to charge like what's fair, so everyone like no one feels like they're ripped off. Market value. Every yep, everyone gets it. Everyone gets their money and their time's worth out of it. Like you know, you profit, they get a really really good product or service, and that will if it's sustainable like that, it will continue. But if you charge a lot and they're like, hmm, I'm not doing that again. I mean, here's your money, but I'm not spending that much with you again. Um, then that's not going to sustain. And if you undercharge, you're not making enough money to, to sustain it yourself. Yeah. It's a fine line. Yeah. And that's something that we've kind of talked about before with Amazon is where like, you know, for some people that live out here, it can actually be economically 
superior to order from Amazon because super often. Yeah, those those trucks are already coming over here with the with the stuff. So it's like, well, what does it what does it cost them to throw one more package on? Exactly. Yeah. And that yeah. can lead to I mean, I don't want to say like it's not uh like a monopoly kind of. Well, yeah. Cuz it's of. just so convenient and why right. why wouldn't you do it? And the right. more money people spend the more with that company, the more convenient it's going to get. Right, mm-hmm. and it's just gonna it's just gonna smoke all the competition. Yeah, I think I heard that. But there are monopoly laws in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, when they work, they don't always work. Yeah, good point. And, and it's it, yeah, I think uh, Google and Apple and I think a couple Facebook are all uh, like being sued by the government for antitrust right now. Let's, so uh, I'm really curious to see how that goes. But let's yeah. punch up a little bit. Yeah. Hey, hey, Amazon, why don't you pay your employees? Yeah. Why, why don't you allow them Actually, to have bathroom breaks? Well, that's... The, <laughs> the, yeah, that's Is the that thing what happens? Know. Well, so... What? Uh, allegedly. <laughs> uh, uh, allegedly, don't, but also... Don't sue us. Even Amazon has admitted that their work, their drivers, um, like that's a thing, and they know about it. Well, that's that's all drivers, really. If 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 you're driving trucks, it's it's so hard to be compliant these days, and it's it's uh, well, they they almost force you to be compliant because they're they're on automated clock systems where as soon as they start the engine and they're st- they start driving, they have eight hours to get to their destination, and if they don't. Then they have to pull over to the side of the road at the eight-hour mark, or right. they lose their uh, their license. And uh, they, well, but then there's the whole issue of like Amazon is forcing quotas and whatnot. Right. So that's uh like like okay, so you've got eight hours and you can't go over that eight hours, and if you do, you're in trouble. But if you don't meet this quota, then you're also in trouble. But you really have to go to the bathroom, so you've got a decision to make. You know, right? Truckers uh, are good at finding creative ways to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> bottles. Hey, that's all I'm gonna say. It's just bottles. Yeah. Uh, well, but that's you know that's a worker. That's a an issue. Like that's really not super sanitary. It, and yeah, it shouldn't have to happen. It's right. It sh- if it's right. private business where this trucker's in it for himself and he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. But th- right. there is a law on how many hours you can drive in a day. Mm-hmm. But um, if, if they're, like, really in it for themselves rather than working for a huge company, there's a little more motivation to where it's like, oh, like, I don't want to stop. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. I got money to make. So that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, How uh, do you guys do with long drives? Do you, like, put up with it well? You know, I, yeah. I used to not uh, not put up with it very well. But then I started working for a private ambulance company where I'd be making um, three-hour trips both ways to Seattle and mm. uh, and then you, know, you gotta I found little ways to to keep myself awake and entertained mm-hmm. uh, be it podcast music and drinking energy drinks yeah uh, <laughs> energy drinks yes I'm glad you said that second part um, yes. like on my way back from Richland that's like what five and a half hours you know that's I did yeah, that yeah that's that's a bit of a yeah, it's a bit of a drive. Yeah, it's a long drive. Six, yeah. Yeah, and I did that all at no stops. So, like, it oh, yeah. didn't bother me too much. It's like, yeah, just just get some good podcasts going. Don't drink too much water or anything. Yeah, you uh, wouldn't want to hinder yourself for your... For me, that's like, oh, man, uh, I'm going to have to pull over. But, yeah, I, I don't think I made any stops on the way back. So. Yeah, when I, when, I came back from Mon- whoops, when I came back from Montana a few weeks ago, that was like a 14 hour I just did it in one day mm-hmm. 
So I left at like seven in the morning and got home at like, I don't know, nine or 10 at night. Um, so that's, that's, that's the actual time. I don't know if it was actually 14 hours for whatever reason can't do the math yeah, right but now. whatever but uh yeah just about and i was so delirious when i finally like i was just like oh my gosh like i can't i i do like when i'm driving for a long time you like i need to be doing things like i need to like fidget with things yeah mm-hmm. and there's only so many things you can like fidget with and like a, in a truck just like driving yeah and um you can only like listen to so many songs and like music before you like listen to everything <laughs> yeah. and you can only listen to so many impaired upstairs podcasts and other podcasts and it right. just like you go crazy i go crazy at least i'm too uh i'm too wound up to yeah. to drive trucks or to drive for that long I, I always found that in class i always had to be fidgeting with something you yeah know, like, that or sleeping like yeah i think i i actually learned this is slightly controversial but i think i learned better when i wasn't taking notes and when i was just like listening and like completely focused yeah and like like just playing with something in my hands yeah i i'd um, agree with that i yeah. totally yeah that's a thing yeah i've never really thought about that but that's how i was too i would never ever take notes like unless it was really really key points mm-hmm. and it would just be like really garbage notes right but it's just it's just like that one thing to like Oh yeah, okay. Look back at your notes. That jogs my memory. Okay, but yeah, I I would never look at my notes. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would almost like very very rarely would I look back at my notes because they were so boring. <laughs> right, <laughs> they didn't make any sense. Like yeah, I I wrote down like three things that the that my teacher said. So what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I so, love I love when like the girl next to you is writing her notes and she's doing them like in calligraphy. Oh <laughs> yeah. They're, like these yeah. beautiful yeah. notes, <laughs> like cursive and yeah. different colors. Yeah. It's like wow, that's uh, yeah. one way to do it. When I, when I would go back and look at my notes, I was always like, "That's illegible." <laughs> you know? Right. I, I don't <laughs> even know what that says. Is that even English? I, thought, I don't. I thought it was just me. Is 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 that even Latin characters? Like, <laughs> oh, oh, huh. Okay. Is there a picture of a star in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, though, <laughs> I suppose that's supposed to mean something. And, and, and then when you get into, like, a class like organic chemistry, when you're, like, there's, like, you're drawing stuff, and you're, like, is that supposed to be six sides or five sides? Or, <laughs> like, what's going on here? Anyway. Hey, um... Where do you guys want to be in 10 years? Ooh, man. Was that a a spicy one? That's a good question. In 10 years, I want to be a, I think, a paramedic Mm -hmm. or a nurse. But either way, I want to be... uh, And it shouldn't take you that long to really... No, uh, medic school You'll be an experienced paramedic or nurse by then. So I either... I either want to be a paramedic or a nurse on a flight helicopter. Uh, that's really my my end goal, or a paramedic working for a fire department. Uh, either way, eventually, I would really like to work on a helicopter. Gotcha. How does that work with your like motion sickness? Ah, oh, there's drugs for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Really, uh, I use the the gravel. It's like Canadian brand Dramamine. G R A V O L. Yeah. Gravel. Hmm. And it's the it's the same active ingredient ingredient dimethyldrinate. Mm. And uh, 
uh, for some reason, I've, I've just gotten really kind of used to the gravel brand, and it works really well for me. Um, so, drug of the week, gravel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, maybe New segment? Go, go, uh, you know, go just down a bunch of drama. No, do not do that. Don't, yeah, we don't condone that. Interesting however, things happen. However, if you, if you work in the back of, a, of an ambulance all day and you get really, really motion sick, as I do, I can take one in the morning and then I'm good for... Almost the entire shift, mm. and is isn't that like an amphetamine, like or close to it? I'm fairly certain it's like similar to an amphetamine. I have no idea. I just know that I take it. Are there any side effects? I'm Drowsi- a bo- drowsiness, a little bit of drowsiness. Um, so that's that's one reason why I use gravel versus dramamine is I feel less drowsy with dramamine than I do with gravel. Also, with my experience... Or the other, with gravel, than you do Dramamine. That's it. No, I feel more drowsy with Dramamine, less drowsy with gravel. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, Also, on airplanes, I don't get motion sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've never had a problem on airplanes or anything. Yeah. Or boats or... The only time I ever got, like, really sick on an airplane was when I was on my way back from Spain... And it was just like when we were about to land, and that was, it was like bad though. It was like we we got, I was, it was everything I could do to land. Um, And then once we got, once we landed, we were in customs, and it was like the worst. I just remember being so sick. How long of a flight was that? Oh, a long flight. Uh, Cody, do you remember six eight hours or something? Yeah, something I thought like Poland that. was like thirteen. Oh man, I'm not I don't sure. Think I'm not sure. That's such a long flight. Long. Gosh, it, it it's a long flight. I, all I remember is watching the lobster, <laughs> <laughs> and the, the which what? It's a, a really wild foreign film. Uh, that oh. I, I I'm not sure that I can I can um like morally recommend it to anyone just because it's so weird. I'm interested now. It's an absolute trip. It it's about like love. Yeah. And, and and you're like legally required to have a partner. Okay, so there's like there's essentially this like camp and if you haven't found uh, a partner by a certain point in your life, you can go to this camp, and you're, you're required to go to. This okay, camp. you're required to go to the camp, and if by the end of the camp you can't find a partner, like a life partner, then you get transformed into an animal. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You get transformed <laughs> into an so animal. That's so strange. And, but you do get to choose what kind of animal you get transformed so into. It's like, a, it's like a sci-fi. Yeah, kind of. Uh, no. But, well, it's like dy- it's a little bit dystopian. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. call it sci-fi, but it's certainly dystopian. They don't have like crazy visuals of people turning into animals. Oh, gotcha. Uh, so it is is there like crustaceans in the movie is that why it's called lobster? So, um and this is a bit of a spoiler alert if you want to watch The Lobster is the main character uh, how do I word this without spoiling anything? The main character says that if he can't find love, he wants to turn into a lobster. 
that's essentially out of all the like out of all the creatures you could choose well lobsters can uh essentially like live forever or something like that they can revert back to a juvenile state oh okay well that makes sense yeah that that sounds is that right they can revert back into a juvenile state or they can just like i thought they just like kind of live forever either way turtles i would be a turtle i'm just kidding i wouldn't be a turtle I like yeah you could live forever as a lobster but you're a lobster what is there to like live for other than eating shrimp particles I'd be and plankton well it seems like it'd be a little bit fulfilling actually like just I guess like, you could be like you could be like a albatross or some you, badass you, bird <laughs> and you fly wherever you want and have like a 7 foot wingspan you could be a lobster and then you could like live this fulfilling life just eating things and sleeping and then you would just be happy with that I guess I guess so. Sounds very fulfilling to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, I, w- I would be like <laughs> that. There's this one species of jellyfish, um, and that actually can revert back into a juvenile state. Um, so I would, I'd be that jellyfish because that actually is kind of like forever. But if you think about it, if you think, and about you can it, shock things, you can be like. Bzzz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or sting. I mean, I, you, yeah. I they don't sting. shock; they sting. They've sting. got like little barbs that release poison or something like some like sort of toxin. Thistle. Yeah. Um, but if you think about it, your kids are kind of like doing that, in a way. Huh? Carrying on the genes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I yeah. mean, it's not your consciousness, but it is you. Like at least half of you. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, never mind, I was about to say something really controversial and not okay. <clears throat> We're not going to say that. <laughs> so, Runaway Diesel, what does it mean? Please I d- explain. D- Brady did not tell me where he wants to be in 10 years. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Yeah, hurry, come on. I, I just I just want to be happy. But, okay, that's... Come on, you don't no. have, like, tons of money? No, no, or, you know, no, I, no, no. But, th- okay, happy have, like, isn't the right side property putting it. Because, okay... Hot take. People always say that they want to be happy. I heard this. You you heard this? Yeah. You heard me say this? No, you say. Okay, but what I'm saying is, people always say they want to be happy, but I think that happiness is kind of overrated, um, and uh, happiness is kind of like an in the moment thing. Yeah. And so the way I think of it is that joy, or like like joy, is more of an innate thing. Like, like that's more of a part of you, and you're like your body i guess like your being and so i want to be joyous how about be that? content yeah well no well oh. i don't know if i want to be content because okay for me again i think once you get into this you kind of you really have to start nailing down definitions because like what does content mean to you Versus me, you know, that might mean something different. Right, I see. What I'm saying is I don't want to be, when I think of content or contentedness, I think of complacence. Um, and like so, you're not uncomfortable. Yeah, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be complacent in 10 years from now. Right, I see. Yeah, and so, because I think when you're like, that's when things are just getting cooking, you know? So you want to be jolly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I want to be I want to be like joyous. Joyous. I I want m- my soul to be so 
So where where do you see yourself? Hmm. Well, okay. So I've got a really good job right now. Yeah. And I would like to continue doing that job um, unless a much better opportunity comes about that I just can't refuse. But like, I like my job right now. Yeah. Um, And so I would like to see myself, you know, like a little bit rising through the ranks and kind of like uh, bolstering my career in that field. Um, I also would like to like be more involved in our community and like almost more of a community leader. Um, yeah, that's really fair. Yeah. So I, you, see, you see yourself sticking around here. Y- oh yeah. Probably at in least, here. at least in that area. Um, like Pacific Northwest for yep. sure. Yeah. Um, probably peninsula. Um, I could see myself moving a little bit more east towards Seattle, like, um, Bremerton. Well, not Bremerton. Bremerton scares me, but Bainbridge. Oh. Like that area, Paul's Bow area. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because it's a little bit closer to the ferry. And, like, if I think about it right now, I live 20 minutes west of my work. Whereas if I lived 20 minutes minutes east of my work, the commute would be essentially the same. same. Yeah. And I'd also be 40 minutes closer to Seattle. Seattle. And like all that whole thing, um, and I so yeah, I could see myself moving over there, um, but that depends on where life takes me. Yeah, um, and so yeah, but like being a community leader and kind of like, um, like I said earlier, a rising tide raises all boats, and mm-hmm. so like I want, I would like to be part of that rising tide and like you know lifting up my community and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, noble. And with that, I think that I mean it's not entirely unselfish. No, you know no, that's, that's noble. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I think that you have to have a sort of uh, contentment in your life and sort of a a place of balance right. before you can start working on helping other people. You need, you need to be right. Yeah. 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 Right. Like you can't. You can't be. Okay, if you're drowning, you know, you can't be helping other people that are drowning. Yeah. You, know? you yeah. have to be a lifeguard to help people that are drowning. Yeah. You know, and there's certain, like, privileges that come along with being a lifeguard, um, but there's also certain responsibilities. Um, and yeah. I'm not really nece- – I'm not necessarily equating myself to a lifeguard in this, you know, anecdote or whatever. Right. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, like – it goes into what you're saying about contentedness. It's like, you gotta, you gotta be, you have to forge a place for yourself. And then once you are comfortable and able to like almost, almost stable. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully I can become stable and help other people around me. Yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Or you, where are you going to be? Oh, me. Where Um, on earth? In ten years, will you be? Um, I feel like I have a really, really good idea of where I want to be in ten years. But at the same time, you can't predict circumstances that are going to like come up in life. Mm-hmm. You you can you can entertain these thoughts in your in your mind and be like, oh yeah, well I'm gonna do this, and then that's gonna lead me to this. I'm gonna make these developments, and that's gonna right. get me here. And then this is I'm gonna be in this happy happy little place in ten years from now. With this many kids and, and this beautiful wife and yeah. this car, 
Um, but in reality, it doesn't always work like that. Um, special, like things can hinder you from getting to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I, I like to think that I know where I want to be in 10 years, but in reality and, um, like basically in essence, th- the only thing that I really crave out of my like immediate next few decades of life is that I never stop learning and never, like, I do not reach a certain level of contentment. Right. Um, a big thing. Complacence. Complacence, yeah. Well, no, like, contentment, too. Um, because this, like, um, the grind, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. and, like, the, the periods where you're, like, really, really working hard to get to your next place, it's, you're going to be a little bit better off. Um, kind of before you have, like, your baffle and you have, like, your, you know, you're on your, you're building the platform. You're not on it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, those periods are like incredibly beneficial for for growing and like dealing with advanced problems as they can come. And I want to continue with like my business and stuff, but I don't ever want it to leave its startup stage. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I want it to be like a super ambitious startup thing for as long as it can be. Always growing. Always growing. Like always figuring out better ways to do things and always like getting rid of things and bringing new things in and like refining. Uh, that's, that's what I want. And uh, I don't have to be content, but like, I want to be fulfilled that the work that I'm doing is good. Yeah. That's, that's really fair. Yeah. 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 And I, I think those, those plateaus that you're talking about, I know they can seem really flat, but I, I, I think there's a, a little bit of a grade to them, you know, they, yeah yeah like they're not perfectly flat they are slightly angled down you know yeah stagnation <laughs> right yeah yeah eventually if you just rest on your laurels for long enough you're not going to be relevant anymore no yeah. one's really going to care the um like do you remember here's an here's like an anecdote or like something you can maybe connect with um your job that you're doing right now your your place of work yeah do you remember like your first week there oh, yeah. and and how like you're probably like really kind of like giddy and uh-huh. you're really excited to be there. Right. And you were like willing to do anything they needed you to do. You wanted to like absorb and learn as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, you probably really learned a lot in that first week. Oh yeah. Um, but you're also kind of stressed at the same time. It's right. A, it's a new stressful environment. And um, I love that. Mm. Like I love yeah. that being in that position. It's incredibly, um, it just, it just stimulates so much growth. And um, I just like being I like being there, but I also like being somewhat content with things. Mm-hmm. So um, I hope to never leave that kind of um, what would you call that? It, it's like a, it has its own like energy to it. It's hard to explain, yeah. but but that feeling of when you're like learning and when you're when you're gaining traction, and but it's kind of a struggle and you may not make it. Um, like I want to maintain that for as long as I can, but also like grow things and get more successful. Right. It's right. it's almost like a danger. It, fe- it almost feels like danger. Yes. That's know? exactly what it feels like. Right. And that's... It's like a baby bird learning to fly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, exactly. You, you're either gonna, you're Sink either or gonna swim. hit the ground or you're gonna, and, yeah. but, but when you're in that position, you, you force yourself to figure it out, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You, you pretty much always do fi- like, you always do make it work. Right. Um, that's like that's uh, something my dad would always say is like he'd be I'd be working on like a house with him he builds houses and it'd be this enormous house that you know it's gonna be like a, a two million dollar house or something crazy and he's like it always gets done 
right you, you, you just have to keep doing your job and it always gets done and it's um so even when things seem really daunting and you're like hustling to try to make things work and you're that's that's where you're in your element and that's where you really perform well and i'm into that so i want to maintain that as long as i can that kind of like um it's like a zen state <laughs> um, but I also obviously want to be more successful and happier in different ways and, you know, take on new things and give up other things. And yeah, I like, I could paint a picture of where I want to be, but all I know is that I want it to revolve around like always learning. Right on. So. That's also very noble. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. It, and very important. It is. I, it is very important. Cody? I always try and learn uh, one new thing every single day that I'm at work related to emergency medicine. Oh, yeah. Right I bet on. that's easy. Well, yeah. There's so much to learn, and uh, there's I'm constantly around people that have um, like higher uh, certifications than I do that know yeah. a lot more than I like do. Like seniority. I, I'm I'm always around paramedics and, and EMTs with more experience and doctors and nurses and everything. So if if there's a patient that I'm unsure what this is, I'll definitely ask and I'll always try and, and learn something new that's uh, related to it. Yeah, and they usually appreciate you asking. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's You know, you, you can be really timid uh, uh, about asking questions because you don't want to feel like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Well, or you don't want to bug someone or once I got past that that uh sort of timidity. Yeah, I, I started learning so much more. Mm-hmm. Because you know, it's like, oh, they're a doctor and I don't want to bother them. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, man, please t- <laughs> describe this to me just very briefly. I can go and search it a little bit more later, but just tell me what this is. And they're, they're usually very, very, um, like respectful about it. And, Oh yeah. And, and like enthusiastic about teaching. Yeah. Do you guys enjoy teaching people things that you know? Teaching is, is one of the best ways to learn actually. Yeah. Uh, And it's enjoyable to, it's enjoyable to like pass your knowledge or at least for me it is. I figured it's kind of a universal thing unless you just are kind of a not so great person. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to put it. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I think I see where you're, you're getting here is like, you know, if you enjoy, if you enjoy teaching, then people who you ask are most likely going to also enjoy teaching. Uh, so don't, don't be afraid to ask a question. And yeah, they probably appreciate it. Right. You know? the, the, you know, the old adage, uh, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Not always true, but, right. uh, <laughs> but really when you're, when you're asking professional questions in a, um, professional setting yeah Yeah. then then absolutely and ask it and i think that people will be more um will be more uh receptive to that Mm -hmm. uh and you know when i i've had times where i'll ask a question and some uh someone is like oh you don't know that i'm like uh yeah, that's why I asked. Right. And I then, would like to. <laughs> and then after that, it's like, oh, oh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> and then they, they proceed to teach me. Like, Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I needed. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that kind of 
response says a lot more about the person that you asked the question yeah, no, no, to. No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't uh take it personally, but always I'm always trying to learn at least one new thing. It it betters you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It yeah. And that that's also like you gotta surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. And that yeah. that know more than you. And like that will help you Oh, that's why I'm in this room. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> well, no, we <laughs> We all (laughs) have our niches that we know way more about than each other, you know, like Brady's sitting here. Maybe he should take his own advice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. Ryan knows far more about chainsaws than I will ever even care to know. You know, you know way more about Petri dishes than I do. Yeah. Hey, and Cody can teach us about Uh, medicine and probably life and Art and I, I could teach a little bit. Yeah. Humanity, <laughs> emotion, that kind of stuff. I'm very emotional. Oh, it's okay, buddy. <laughs> It'll be you. okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. No, no tears oh, on the microphone. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 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 okay. Have we all said where we want to be in ten years? Yes. Yeah. Now. The long-awaited question. I'm waiting for half the cast here. Ryan, please tell us without further ado, what is Runaway Diesel? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to that. You guys actually care about this stuff? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what happens? Um, a Okay. Nerd mode um, is like where I started talking about engines. Um, so a diesel engine versus a gasoline engine, th- there is no spark produced in the engine to ignite the fuel. Diesel engines ignite their fuel off of compression alone. Right. So, um, whereas in a gasoline engine, you have to have, like, your air, your fuel, compression, and spark to make it run. Um, In a diesel, all you have to have is compression, air, and fuel. Um, Because the compression is so high that the fuel auto-ignites without spark. Oh, okay. Um, Right. So, that compression, when you compress the gas in the cylinder, it gets really hot, It gets really, really, really hot. Yeah. And so, that heat is what's driving the engine to keep going. Exactly. So, the piston is coming up on its stroke, and then it compresses the fuel. The fuel is ignited one way or another. And then, usually, it's ignited before uh, top dead center, which is where the piston's at the very top at Mm. maximum compression. Usually it's burning before it gets there, so the chain right. reaction has already started, and it burns, and it intensifies as it gets farther up, and then it should be at its, um, th- there's a term for it, but basically it's it's point of no return where it's it's, it's going to really start producing a lot of energy, mm-hmm. and then it pushes the piston down and turns the crankshaft and, like, provides power. Like, it runs your weed eater, or it runs your vehicle, or it runs your combine, Yeah. Um, the, the rotational energy. So, um, what... A runaway diesel situation is is um if a diesel engine is leaking oil past like into the into the combustion chamber it will actually burn the oil like a fuel and if it starts happening it starts like running really really fast without any metering um your foot's off the pedal but it's like revving its ass off oh and you can't control it um because it's burning its own oil you can turn off the key and it'll just keep running that's wild. It's terrifying. It'll destroy the engine and right. like burn down the vehicle sometimes. And really the so 
usually what happens is the engine either it, it revs way higher than it's designed to rev, like it through the roof RPMs, and either something breaks. So you get you like throw a rod or something. You either throw a rod. You a lot of times will, it'll you will float a valve. So oh. your valve springs uh, don't have enough springiness to push the valve up in time, ah. and the piston hits it and destroys it, and then huh. usually things start running, stop running after that. Um, or the only way you can really stop it is if you if you somehow block off the air. So if you like put some kind of mm. blockage over the intake, it will choke off all the air, yeah, and then it, it the cuts the reaction. air out of the equation. Right, no oxygen, no boom. Yep, exactly. And uh, you got to look up like runaway diesel videos because they're crazy. There's like some semi truck or something on the side of a road and like Vietnam or something and obviously not maintained properly and stuff because it's actually like they shouldn't run away ever that's like usually due to a really really worn out engine mm. and they're just like sitting there billowing smoke and revving ungodly rpms and then they like go boom and, wow. and, and is that mostly from like seals that have gone bad over it's like time? Pis- piston rings or, or, yeah, uh, not those kind of seals dork. <laughs> like piston rings as soon as oil starts leaking past them it'll burn that oil like fuel right and then it just like keeps burning and keeps burning and gets hotter and hotter, leaks more oil, and then it's just a slippery slope. Huh. It's you, pretty, it's it's a pretty... <laughs> Cody definitely did the seal noise on, on air. Not even in private, the, the seal noise. Oh, man. But yeah, so that's a runaway diesel. It's, wow. it's basically a chain reaction of bad things happening, and then the diesel engine explodes. Yeah, it sounds like one of those situations where, like... Uh, you got to do more than one wrong thing at a time to get to that point like yeah it um it's definitely like a, all the wrong it's like the perfect storm of all the mm-hmm. wrong conditions coming in at once mm-hmm. and then things get really out of hand so there's no gasoline equivalent uh because as, you, as soon as you shut off the ignition you're not getting spark yep exactly you either you shut off the ignition and you lose spark or if it's an if it's an electric like an EFI vehicle, you no longer providing fuel. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> if it was a carbureted fuel vehicle, in, it's so fuel injected. For yeah, yeah, yeah. That don't know electronic fuel injection. EFI. Um, I should have specified that. Um, oh, but if it's well, if it's okay. carbureted, we can do better next time. Yeah, I'll try my best. Savage. <laughs> if it's <laughs> it's if it's carbureted, it can it could potentially keep running. It won't run away. It'll just idle, and you can't shut it off. So, ah, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that. We talked about that. I bet that was really captivating. Yeah. I, I think that's really interesting. Like, a lot of people would have no idea about that. So that's a nice little fact. As with many things that I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Niche information. <laughs> Niche, but also kind of fascinating, you know? Well, yeah. It's like very physics oriented and like oh, yeah. a little chemistry oriented and engineering. That's what I love like, about it. That's what yeah. I love about engines and like, and uh, like, um, what people call like, people call it like dynamic physics or like mechanical type physics is that it, it involves like chemistry with fuel and lubricants. It involves physics. It involves engineering. It involves other facets of science, I guess. Yeah. Um, Aerodynamics, like fluid dynamics. It's a it's a cool thing. It all kind of plays together, and that's what I like find fascinating about it. Yeah, and, and it's also marketable, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> Definitely, like that's a good cr- cross section of everything where you can be like, ah, I see. Now I can uh, start making money off of. Yes, this. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Um, yeah, this good app. I think so. This is a decent app. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if if you uh, if you want to check out more, you can go to impairedupstairs.com. 
We have our uh, new episodes page. Uh, we have exclusive episodes that are, um, well, early early access early, exclusive. Yeah, early releases. Which are only on our website, impairedupstairs.com. And if you want to listen to those before they hit Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Amazon, Amazon Music, Music uh, you, you can check them out on impairedupstairs.com. If you want to leave us a message, tell us how we did. Tell us how we did on this episode. Tell us how we did on any of the episodes. Tell us what you think about us, personally. <laughs> Let us know what kind of content you want as well. Um, we're here to serve you, our listeners. And, oh, yeah. Um, I, you know, we're, we're thinking about getting some apparel made. And so if you're interested in getting a T-shirt or something, a sweatshirt or something like that, uh, let us know because, you know, we need to get a certain number of people that are interested before we go ahead and do yep. that. Stay tuned for T-shirts and sweatshirts. They should be made soon-ish. A black yeah. and red impaired upstairs hoodie, that would be Ooh, so fire. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Mostly we want to do it for ourselves um, because, like, I think it would be really cool. Yeah. Um, it is very much a passion project still. Yeah. So. But, like, you know, it, we hope that you guys are as excited about everything as we are. But yeah. Yeah. So, so go check us out. Impairedupstairs.com. If you want to contact us, go to the contact page. If you want to email us directly, go to uh, or email us at info at impairedupstairs.com. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to like follow us on those platforms. Also, I can see I can see whether you've been following us or not. Uh, so just yeah, just give us a little bit of a follow. Um, it makes a very cool graph. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Like we we actually check that stuff regularly, and so it's always fun. We get a little hit of dopamine every time we see like, oh stonks. Somebody, yeah, somebody else subscribes. Somebody else is watching. Yeah. Um, it's it's fun for us. And uh, follow we, us on Twitter. Follow us it. on Instagram. Uh, Twitter and Snapchat is at impaired up STRS. Instagram is at impaired upstairs. You can DM us there on any of those platforms as well. And eventually we'll respond. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably really soon. Yeah. Um, also, I, we need to get a Reddit subreddit. I think yeah, we should we'll, do that. We'll get a subreddit started. Uh, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for the, for the apparel. Yeah, uh, all this stuff is. Um, we are growing. Mm -hmm. we, we've we've had um, a lot of new listeners coming in, so that's awesome. Go check out on Instagram at MPI Built. Please do. That would be so awesome. Ryan's project, uh, and stay tuned on on how that's turning out because it's it's been going great as well. And yes. if you like what we're doing, share it with your friends. That's huge. Really, that is. Uh, that's the biggest thing is, is sharing it with your friends. Yeah. Uh, that's the only way that we're going to grow. Yeah. We so, also really totally from the bottom of our hearts appreciate everyone that listens. Yeah. And that, like, you know, it's it's like this media we're putting out and you don't have to listen to it. But if you do choose to and you find it enjoyable, that means a lot to us. Right. And it's a lot of fun. And without further ado... Uh, you know, when we're not out working, when we're not out playing, we're going to be here upstairs. Impaired! Impaired. Yeah.